We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Kits and Wagers. This is the start of the Premier League season. I am Adam Zadrug, joined by Chris Owen. Sorry to keep everyone waiting. We had a lot of discussions to make ahead of the season. This is game week one. Chris, we had our Futures podcast last week. Are you ready for game week one? We're going to give more bets to the people. We're going to give more analysis. And also special this season, we have a team parlay to close up the show chris welcome in how's it going are you ready for this liverpool at fulham on saturday let's go yeah i'm, I'm fired up um we had the it was like a little teaser like kind of like an appetizer pod with our premier league futures last week uh so if you haven't checked that out make sure you go check that out as well there's some there's some good stuff in there and uh next now where it's thursday morning for me nearly noon for you um, we're ready to get into it and game week one, you know, who's not pumped up for this. There was, we had a short two month break where, uh, you know, frankly, I was just kind of checked out for a bit and now I'm completely locked in, uh, this weekend, my girlfriend has left. She's going to a bachelorette party. So that means I've got the, locked on the TV. So, which is important, uh, kicks off. I'm not, I can assure you that I'm not waking up at 4 30 AM. For Liverpool, Tottenham, or Liverpool, <laughs> Fulham, but I will catch that when I wake up on, on the record. And then, you know, from there, we've got a uh, number of matches at 7 a.m. And then, of course, I'll, I'll check out the later game and then Sunday do my part. And, you know, I love the the extended highlights is a, a ritual on, on Sunday nights for me. So definitely going to hit those up and excited. Uh, the biggest thing that I'm excited for is our team kits and wagers parlay. So let's, uh, I mean, let's get into that. That's going to be, that's got me, get, got me going. Yeah. Talking about, talking about the watching matches. I think the big thing this season is that they're getting, or NBC's getting a little closer to having everything on Peacock. Now it's, I think yeah. I saw maybe two or three matches only are going to be on national TV and then the rest are going to be on Peacock. So if you don't have Peacock, you got to get Peacock. That's kind of, that's kind of what it comes down to, at least in the States. Uh, that's just how it is yeah. in the states. So I mean, they're playing every match, but uh, you're you're going to be on like a, a minute delay from actually live TV. So that's that's one of the things I don't like about streaming live live sports. But yeah, I don't really get why they took the. I mean, typically they'd have that like primetime 
prime time, like the the latest game on Saturday on NBC. Yeah. Um, it's it's game week one. You know, give the people what they want. Not that it really matters, but like if you're you want to watch on broad, broadcast television, like you got the only way you can watch it is on USA Network. And so I think that's kind of weird. And like not everybody has USA Network, whereas like you used to be able to watch the big game was always on that time slot uh on nbc so i don't know uh, plus yeah everything's on peacock so i feel mm-hmm. like it's just kind of game over now yeah there's like we need more subscribers subscribe to peacock that's all i care about and uh yeah yeah that's not too surprising i guess but so we got no. three matches we're talking about and before we get there i've been on the, the sports betting page here just go to soccer on rotowire.com sports betting Got a lot of good stuff. As you can see, we got the Futures podcast up here. I got my article for game week one. We now have added Futures odds. So we got World Cup odds, but we also got EPL winner odds. We got Manchester City. You can see right here, minus 165. You can click into there. And as usual, we have our bet comparisons across multiple sites. We got DraftKings, FanDuel, BetMGM, PointsBet. And you can just click right in here. We're first, first game we're talking about, Arsenal. At Crystal Palace, you can see here the money has steadily gone uh, towards Arsenal. You can see here August 4th. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm reading opposite right here. <laughs> July yeah, 15th. Because... July 15th, Crystal Palace is plus 235 to win. Now Crystal Palace are plus 340 to win. So a lot of money going into Arsenal after their preseason. That means Arsenal minus 125 to win. And then you can get over two and a half goals at minus 110, under two and a half goals at minus 110. So the implied goal total is pretty much sitting right there at 2.5. What are the initial thoughts right here? We got Arsenal with a couple new guys. Crystal Palace didn't really add anyone who's going to be, well, I guess, maybe I shouldn't say that. Decore is now in their midfield. So they added a midfield piece. But for the most part, Crystal Palace are pretty much the same. Olise is out with an injury. You got the Arsenal guys who really haven't played in preseason, so I don't think they're change really anything. But uh, we do have William Saliba projected in the starting 11, which changes things up a little bit from what we've seen for Arsenal because he was loaned out. And then you got Zinchenko in there. You got Jesus in there. A little bit of a different team than last season. Uh, Crystal Palace won 3-0 home against Arsenal. So a little different than, than what we saw. But initial thoughts here. You think Arsenal – should be favored by the minus 125 right here. Yeah, I feel like that, you know, looking at the line movement, we went from 105 to minus 105. So just a short movement, but uh, that must have been when Arsenal signed Gabriel Jesu to uh, to be there now, their forward. So, and ever since then, we've just seen it go up. Um, I don't really understand, you know, recently it's it's gone towards Arsenal here. So I'm not t- totally sure why it continues to go that way. I mean, Crystal Palace played them really tough last season, 3 0. Uh, in April and then 2-2 in October. So it wasn't like Arsenal won any of those matches, mm-hmm. but uh, to see them as like such big favorites, yes, they did add Zinchenko at left back. And I, I feel like he'll get a fair bit of time, but now they've got really good competition at outside back for, for Arsenal. So, I mean, maybe the cream rises mm-hmm. to the top there, but um, adding a goal score, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how, if, uh, Gabriel Jesu can can kind of like pull them out of they were missing goals in so many matches where it's like okay they dominate they dominate and then just couldn't quite find the cutting edge um, I don't know Palace last season I don't don't quote me here but I believe they were like in the top like three or four teams in terms of draws so they were able to take points from tough matches and 
I think, you know, it'll, it'll be tough. Like the, even last season, they drew them once and beat them. So the money towards Arsenal here, I'm not, I'm not super a fan of, but uh, I, I still think Crystal Palace are tough enough to where they're not really missing anybody from the lineup. I still think they can, they can take a point or two here. Yeah. Another new thing. If you've been, if you watched us last season, we got a new thing here where we're going to be plugging in bets for all these games just on a graphic. So it's a little easier to look at instead of, us rambling about our stats and stuff and, and giving all these, all these picks. But so I think we're kind of on the same page in terms of this matchup. I think Crystal Palace played really well under Vieira at home last season. They only, they only allowed 17 goals at home last season. If you look at the table, the only teams to do better than that last season at home, Liverpool and Manchester United. Next up, Arsenal and Crystal Palace both allowed 17 goals at home last season. So I think that's a pretty relevant number for this matchup it's clear like they play better at home especially under Vieira but you know they got Guayhi they got Anderson in the back those guys are still there as I said a lot of this, most of the same guys from last season so I I don't think they're another's going to change too much so I'm going under two and a half goals you know you're getting about even odds minus 110 uh, I think that's a pretty safe move here uh, we got Arsenal sure they're they're adding firepower and all this but Arsenal on the road last season away from home not as great. Um, negative minus five goal differential, and that's kind of where I'm coming at. This is this is a pretty big spot for him. I mean, a lot of people look at it like, okay, Crystal Palace not very good, but I mean, if we remember two months ago, I I think I in in our uh, our final show I took Crystal Palace to beat Manchester United in in their final home match. It was so. I kind of look back to that and it's still, it still seems like crystal palace aren't getting any respect. And I don't know why I, um, if you follow me on Twitter, I also like crystal palace to finish top 10. So I guess this kind of goes into one of my futures bets as well, but you're, you're kind of in line with me. Yeah, I definitely am. Um, I did, I did look up that and crystal palace and Brighton actually shared the lead last season in terms of draws. They both had 15 draws from 38 matches. For me here, uh, we're, we're both kind of, kind of in line. I like Crystal Palace double chance. Originally, I had looked up to see if you could get Crystal Palace a half goal, um, and it's the same. It's plus 100. So uh, keep that in mind. And then uh, other thing here is Crystal Palace in 19 home matches last season, they won seven, drew eight, and only lost four matches. So they were really good at home. Um, they're going to be hosting Arsenal. Arsenal wasn't great there, so... I just think that uh, Crystal Palace can either get a win or they can get a draw, and uh, you're getting plus 100 odds. So it, it seems like a reasonable enough bet to make. Um, that, so that's where I'm at on, on this uh, particular match. In terms of the technical aspect, you kind of mentioned it, but I kind of want to get it out in the open here. So so DraftKings, maybe probably other places, they list they list double chance and they list plus half a goal. That's the same thing. They list PK technically, you know, pick them and uh, draw no bet, technically the same thing. So if at times last season we saw different odds and, and you could capitalize when, you know, plus half a goal is different than double chance, you could capitalize on the on the better odds kind of thing. But for this one, the odds are the same. So it seems like maybe they realized that they were they were kind of dumb and listening, listing to different bets even though they're the same thing with different odds so maybe they they figured out their mistakes but i guess we'll see uh, we'll see that moving on throughout the season so something to to keep in mind if if you look at the draw no bets if you're looking at the double chances so 
I feel like if you spend enough time on DraftKings or FanDuel, eventually you'll you'll find those, those same situations yeah. over and over again, where it's like, oh, maybe they got it, maybe they figured it out, but um, yeah, I don't think that's the case here. Right. I feel like definitely as the put... season progresses, we'll we'll find some more of these. Yeah, definitely when you're like putting together parlays and something, they they create they have their own created parlays and. As you'll see it at some point, when you actually create the parlays yourself instead of the ones that they automatically create, sometimes you'll get better odds. Uh, so it, it just depends if you want to be lazy or not, if you want to make this couple, couple extra bucks. But Saturday is we have five, sorry, six games on Saturday. So a pretty, I guess this is kind of how it was last season, running with six games on Saturday. You got a small, you got the 10 a.m. Eastern slate, and then you got the early and then the later match. But Instead of talking about, you know, all these bigger teams, Arsenal, Manchester City, we threw in we threw in a little wrench. Uh, we were going to talk about, you know, one of the promoted clubs, but we'll stick with uh, Leeds United home against Wolverhampton. And I'll click in here. We got the odds. Leeds are home, and the odds really haven't changed that much. They've been, you know, going up and down, up and down a little bit. But we can get Leeds to win plus 130, and then Wolverhampton plus 220. And then over two and a half goals plus one hundred minus two and a half goals minus one twenty five. And this one has a little bit. Uh, Leeds have a few more injuries. Uh, they also lost some pretty relevant players. You know, they lost Calvin Phillips. They lost Rafinha. So they're going to be looking pretty different. Uh, Wolverhampton. They're not going to have Raul Jimenez, but for the most part, they got pretty much the same team as last season. They didn't really add anyone of significance. Um, I guess, you know, they got Morgan Gibbs White back from uh, alone, and he may start in this one. We'll see how that looks. They, I guess they added Nathan Collins. But as you can see from Leeds, a bit different, a bit different. We have, first off, Jesse March said Patrick Bamford was 100% healthy. He's looked awesome this week. So nice. that's one thing that, you know, completely changes anything that happened last season because Patrick Bamford, I can't remember exactly what he had, but it was around 15 goals two seasons ago. He was awesome for him. If they can get Bamford back in form, uh, I don't think they're going to be, you know, near the relegation zone. But we'll see how how that goes. But I mean, so in the midfield, as you can see in this projected eleven, Brendan Aronson comes in, Mark Roca comes in, Tyler Adams comes in, Rasmus Christensen comes in. So you got a bunch of new guys. Then you throw in Patrick Bamford. It's you know almost a half new team. Basically, half their team is new. So a bit different here. But what do you think? Is that going to, how much is that going to matter in terms of cohesion? Do you think, you know, Wolverhampton, they play defensive. Is that cohesion going to, going to help them away from home here? Or do you think Jesse Marsh gets a, gets a win in, in the season opener here? His first got, Premier League season opener, that is. Yeah. yeah. I've got a number of thoughts here. Uh, first one, and we've covered this extensively, but Leeds is playing at home. You know, there's just, you know, as you, we've looked over these matches from all last season, the home team, you know, consistently either, you know, finds a result um, and it is the opener leads, you know, leads is going to be buzzing. Um, so I think uh, just given that I, I, I do feel a little bit more strongly towards leads here. Plus 130 seems like a lot um, to be that highly favored over Wolves, who's who's been a, you know, a stingy team. Um, the other thing, and you mentioned it, is a healthy Patrick Bamford is a, is a big game changer for uh Leads. I am a little bit worried about missing. I would. I would argue last season. There. I mean. It's, I think it's pretty clear. Calvin Phillips and Rafinha were their two best players by far. Uh, so losing those two is definitely a hit. They added a couple guys. 
um, and Tyler Adams and Brennan Aronson. Um, but I think Patrick Bamford is a big changer. Uh, in the season prior to last year, he played, he appeared in all 38 matches. He made 37 starts. Last season, he appeared in nine matches, seven starts. So just like a fraction of what he did. And uh, in that previous season where he played in 38 matches, he had 17 goals, seven assists. So, you know, was a was very influential over that uh, attack. And as long as he's fit, you know, you have somebody who can score goals. And even like harking back to Arsenal here, where they last season had no goal scorer, um, they were probably a goal scorer away from a, a Champions League um, spot. And so I think with Bamford up top, they have a much better chance. And I would take them because they're at home and because they have an actual goal scorer and, and somebody they can they can kind of target. Yeah, we even look back at last season and you have the two results when, you know, Leeds were battling relegation and Wolverhampton, they finished 10th in the table. Leeds allowed uh, the second most goals in the league, 79. And Leeds, uh, they won at Wolverhampton 3-2 in March and it was 1-1 at Leeds in October. Uh, so you take those results, you consider everything. Um, I I guess you, you, the three-two match, the, there was a Raul Jimenez red card, which kind of changed things a little bit. So, uh, I guess you can maybe take that one with a grain of salt. But still, uh, the fact that Wolves couldn't beat Leeds last season when Leeds had a bad season, I think, is pretty relevant. So we look at our bets here, and I'm kind of going off what you said there. Leeds money line, pretty simple, plus one thirty. You're getting plus odds. I don't think Wolverhampton did enough here. Uh, they lost Romain Sice on the back line. I know they got Collins back there, and, and their defense is usually pretty solid. They haven't really shown a ton in the preseason, personally. Uh, we'll see how informed Pedro Nato can be because he's coming back from injury. He never really you know, got up to form, got up to full fitness at the end of last season. And we'll, they always, even though Raul Jimenez struggled last season, they still – with him, they still weren't that good at scoring. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see how they actually line up because, you know, they got Wang, they got Potence, they got Nato, they got Fabio Silva, they got guys who can play up there, but are any of them going to be, be converting goals? We'll see. Um, as for the Leeds back line, still kind of shaky. Cooper's out, Ailing's out, Dallas is out. Definitely relevant, but I think, you know, they added Christensen. Strike, not really a left back. He's going to play there. We'll see. Um, but they got Ruben Cock and Diego Urente playing center back. I think that'll be fine. Um, I, I just like uh, I just like what Leeds did in the offseason, and I'll take them at home. And I think they're they're a bit more exciting than Wolves are. Maybe that's a bad reason to bet on someone, <laughs> but uh, you know they scored six goals in their last in their last friendly. It was against Cagliari. They played well against. Uh, who else they play? I, I want to say Arsenal, Crystal Palace, or Aston Villa and Crystal Palace, I believe it was in, in uh, preseason friendlies. So, uh, you know, for the most part, I, I like how they're playing. Wolves, not not as exciting. Uh, we'll see how things turn out for Wolverhampton. But, I mean, as you can see in the odds, it's just like there's not a ton of buzz going around Wolves, and I think that's kind of showing up in the odds. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I took two over two and a half goals here. Um, the under, which is, uh, I'm a little bit, uh, I'm kind of in the middle of this one here because, um, under two and a half is I believe minus 125. So you get worse odds over, uh, two and a half is plus 100. But last season, as you mentioned, Leeds conceded the second most goals in the Premier League at 79. They're missing three players in their back line, um, which, you know, could lead to a couple goals here, but uh, also, um, 
as I mentioned extensively, uh, Patrick Bramford back in the lineup, they did add a couple of pieces that could help leads could that could help leads score a couple more goals here. So uh, given that you get better odds and um, you know, I, this game could see a potential, potentially more goals. I went over two and a half rather than the under. So, um, well, it, I mean, Wolves are strong defensively. Um, they conceded, I believe, like the fifth most, fifth least goals last season. But just given what we saw with Leeds and and now two teams who have a couple of have a pretty strong attacks, so I think we're gonna, we might see over two and a half goals here, plus one hundred. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at preseason friendlies. I don't know how much you want to put into this here, but so I mentioned Aston Villa, Crystal Palace for Leeds. You know they got some run against other Premier League clubs, but you look at Wolves. You know they were recently in Portugal. They had you know split matches against two uh, Portuguese teams against Sporting Lisbon and Ferenz. Uh, both one-on-one matches, you know, those were ba- those were on back-to-back days. So, you know, their full team didn't actually play together, I guess you could say. Um, you know, they, they beat Besiktas. They lost to Levante out of La Liga. Uh, they beat Alaves, who I want to say just got relegated. So I, I just think, you know, Leeds coming off probably a better preseason, a more competitive preseason. And based off everything I said, I, I'll, I'll, I'll ride with Leeds here, I think, do we want to agree with everything? I don't know. Uh, I think this could be like a two-one result because, yeah, I, I do think Leeds will give up some goals. I do think Wolves will give up some goals, but uh, I think we're, you know, so far we're on the same page. Unfortunately, we may be on the same page for the next game we're talking. I about. feel like I don't necessarily feel as strongly about Leeds money line as you might. Okay. Um, but I just like I mean, Wolves are Wolves. They play everybody tough. They somehow yeah. just grind out games. So. Um, I, I mean, leads at home helps, but I just, you know, money line, win, them winning, I'm not, I don't feel as strongly as you, you might. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm that strong on it, but okay. It's my bet. So I am that strong. On it. <laughs> not stitious, but I am a little stitious. <laughs> All right. So last match of the weekend, we got West Ham at home against Manchester City. If you remember correctly, this match was 2 2. Second to last match, end of last season, Jared Bowen scored two goals. I believe they were both in the first half. Then yeah, Manchester City came back. They got two. They got a point, which was a key point. Ended up being in the table. So we're looking at the odds. Unsurprisingly, um, I guess we can go back here. Minus 270, Manchester City was back middle of July. Now they're minus 285. I assume because people are just betting on Manchester City, which which tends to happen when you have when you have these elite teams, the odds just tend to go in their favor. People don't like betting against the top teams. They don't like betting against Manchester City or Liverpool or Manchester United for that matter. So we got West Ham to win plus 750. And then we're looking at, so we got over three and a half goals plus 140. And if you want to go under, under two and a half goals is plus 140 as well. So the implied goal total is probably sitting around there uh, about three or so, but we got Erling Holland. Uh, we had to remove Bernardo Silva from the projected 11 this morning because there's heavy rumors that he's linked with Barcelona right now. And we could Jeez. see Gundogan in the lineup. We could see a new signing. Uh, Kelvin Phillips in the lineup. On the downside, we could see Nathan Ake playing center back. And he was supposed to be on another team. Uh, but now he, now he has to start possibly for Manchester City. We'll see if John Stone starts. But with West Ham... Pretty much the same. They got Skamaka uh, up front. I'm not sure he's going to start in the opener. 
Uh, they got Aguerd from Nice, uh, from Rene, uh, from the French League, wh- wherever he came from, uh, the center back, but he's injured, so he's not playing. doesn't matter anyway. But, I mean, you, you can look at the West Ham lineup. This is probably the same exact lineup they played against Manchester City three months ago or whatever. So nothing much has changed for them. Do you think Manchester City should be favored at minus 185 here? Or 285, sorry. Um, I mean, that's a lot. But, yeah, I don't see them having a, an issue with West Ham. Uh, that was a huge game last year when West Ham did. They, the thing for them was that they got up early 2-0, like right away. Mm-hmm. And then West Ham kind of clawed back. Or, uh, excuse me, Manchester City clawed back and got got the equalizer late, later in the match. Um, so yeah, they got the equal 86 minute. I think Mara scored a penalty. So, um, I still think city, you know, opening game of the season, what are they, I mean, they go out, they win the title. What do they do? They just reload. Uh, they did sell a couple players, which was interesting. Um, you know, in Sterling, Zinchenko, uh, and maybe now Bernardo Silva, which I feel like would be a mistake, but, uh, now with Barcelona comes, comes knocking, I guess, um, it's tough to turn down for him. But yeah, so I, I still th- I still think City's the play here. Um, the unfortunately, you don't really get the the best odds for the over unders. Like pl- over three and a half is what do we say? Plus one forty. Yeah. West Ham are strong defensively. You know, typically I don't see this match going to be like a four four goal thriller or City winning by four nil. So I w- I'd avoid that. And then the under doesn't give me a ton either. Um, so I'd probably. Uh, stray away from that but i do think that uh, i'm excited to see erling holland in the premier league we talked about him pretty extensively last week and i still think that um you know he might be the play here um and then we also talked about kevin de bruyne too so i'm i'm a little bit more keyed in on some of like the goal scoring props uh which is i think holland was minus 125 i gotta scroll down here but uh but he was minus 125 and then kevin de bruyne is plus 180 um and then also, when you look back uh, in the previous matches, West Ham typically good in terms of allowing shots and shots on target, but they allowed eight eight shots last season to Manchester City and then nine shots on target. So um, I think for me, I took Kevin De Bruyne plus two shots uh, on target at plus 100. So just for the reasons I listed back there, but, uh, you know, Go check out our futures pod. We we talked extensively about Kevin De Bruyne and about uh, a couple other people, including Holland. But I think uh, Kevin De Bruyne here is going to put a put a put a couple balls on the net, and uh, in what, what should be another city win, in my opinion. I had a couple sneaky uh, long shot bets. One was Wilfred Zaha to win Golden Boot. The other. Kevin De Bruyne, you can get him right now, plus 3,500 to win Golden Boot. And, you know, it's a long shot, but plus 3,500, maybe the best player in the league, one of the best players in the league, one of the best players in the world, uh, 15 goals last season. Just someone who may get more opportunities with with, uh, Holland eating up, you know, defensive attention. That'll definitely be something to look at, but... Yeah, you know, I look through – I'm probably looking through the preseason results a little too much here. Like, you just look through West Ham's results, not not a ton to show from it, uh, not a ton of goals. Uh, I don't even think Antonio played in the last friendly. I, there's been no reasoning to say that he's injured. I haven't read anything online. I assume he's going to start. We'll see what happens with that. Um, so, it's, if you're watching, I got both teams to score, no draw, plus 140. And I think that's just coming at 
Nathan Ake starting on the back line. Hasn't seen a ton of time really throughout his tenure here at Manchester City. Uh, they still, you know, they were going for Cucurella and didn't happen for him. And, you know, they still want more help defensively. They're eventually going to get it. But right now, I mean, they lost Laporte to injury. So that's kind of why they're scrambling right now. So I think that's kind of why I'm looking at both teams to score no draw. I think I even think West Ham could steal this one uh, if things, you know, play out perfectly for them. But I mean, as you said, I think it was 17 shots on target in the two matches last season. And even in the 2-2 result, West Ham only had two shots on target. So two goals, two shots on target, probably not going to happen again. But uh, West Ham at home, uh, might, might as well take a chance. You're getting pretty good odds uh, if you want to go that route. I considered West Ham plus one and a half. Uh, that's definitely in there. I think that's only, I want to say it's minus 130 or something. So I, I took something else with better odds. But I think both teams will score. That's what it comes down to. And I think there will be a winner. So uh, I think the, the positive here is that we're both getting, you know, we're both laying out bets here at plus one plus odds. And I think that's kind of been the case for all, all three of these matches, but. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I feel like kind of a coward when I come on this podcast and lay down a, a, a minus odds. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> but sometimes you got to do it when it when it's too sweet. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with you. That's kind of how I do my, my article, too. It's like if you're – what's the point of, like, writing up? It's like, okay, let's – if you want to bet, like, Newcastle uh, – I guess we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but if you want, if you want to bet like Chelsea uh, to win, like we're not going to come on and be like, yeah, I think Chelsea are going to win. So let's take them at minus minus one fifty five. It's like, where's the fun in that? There's no fun. Yeah. That's a terrible bet. (laughs) So that's kind of why, you know, we always at kits and waiters here, we lean on the the plus bets and speaking of plus bets, the new special to kits and waiters, (laughs) we have, we have a team parlay. And so before the show, I put a bet in, Chris puts a bet in, it comes together, and then we got a team parlay. So there we go. My pick, Leicester money line. Chris's pick, Newcastle money line. Pretty simple. Got a couple bets here. Put them together, plus 229 odds. And Chris, I've been talking here, so I'll let you give your reasoning on Newcastle home against Nottingham Forest. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to, like, what, December, January, when Newcastle were – pretty down like they were kind of last season they found themselves early in a bit of a relegation scrap they what do they do they got new ownership 
Um, they got some funds injected into the club, which is always big, an owner who will buy players. And then, of course, they picked up Eddie Howe as their manager, who's done a really well, really great job with them. Um, to end the season, they won four of six games, and the two that they lost was uh, 1-0 to Liverpool and then a 5-0 loss to Manchester City. So, like, nothing to scoff at, though. That at there, um, they played incredibly well. Like I said before, they were in the relegation scrap. They ended the season in eleventh, and um, a lot of people, you know, when we talked about the futures bet, their futures pod, a lot of people have Newcastle as like a dark horse to play in Europe next season. So um, I think this is interesting. And of course, on the other side, they're playing a Nottingham Forest team who haven't been in the league in a while. Yes, have they purchased like twelve to thirteen ish players to to kind of supplement them now joining the big boys? Um, but with that comes sometimes a lack of cohesion. I really like where this new cat where they've strengthened for Newcastle. I mean, Nick Pope and that uh, I think is an upgrade. Um, Trippier, like target uh, outside back, and then Bruno Gamaris in the middle. Like he's kind of. I've been doing a lot of uh, season long drafts lately, and I've picked him up in a couple places. So. Um, I really think that they're in a stronger place overall and um, Nottingham just like probably, I don't, just don't think that they can, they can hang there. So um, you add that with uh, what we are now calling the kits and wagers bet. Um, I think we get some good, some decent odds there that to uh, capitalize on. Yeah. Unfortunately I agree with this. Uh, <laughs> pretty much everything you said, uh, not, not sure about the Newcastle top six bet. I assume yeah, we're going mean- to, I assume they're going to add other pieces. Like they've been trying to get other pieces like they added Sven Botman, but that's really the only player they're added this summer. Like, as you look at their projected 11, it's all the same guys. I'm not sure they're going to be finishing top six. If you got, you know, Sean Longstaff, your guy coming starting because uh, John Joe Shelby's injured, that kind of thing. And, and even Matt target, like he, he's a good fullback, but you know, he, he lost his spot at, at Aston Villa. So how good is he actually, um, you know, Alan St. Maximin, he's he's uh, flashy and all that, but uh, we'll, we'll see. As, as hey, for... no, no reason to add butt to that. He's flashy and all that. That's <laughs> okay. my guy. Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, as for Forrest, uh, the one thing I think that's going to happen this matchup is Newcastle is going to win the midfield, even with Longstaff starting. Uh, or I mean, it could be Joe Willock starting there, but you got Bruno in the midfield. And you look at Forrest, they could – it's basically four new guys – um, five new guys, even, uh, well, I guess they run a, f- uh, three, four, two, one, I believe three, four, one, two, maybe, but Jack Colback s- set to start as a central midfielder. He basically played on the wing all last season. So you got that in there. You got Nico Williams. He is now on the squad. You know, they just signed him. Harry to follow, uh, is coming from Huddersfield. Uh, he's going to be on the left wing, I believe. And then we'll see if Lewis O'Brien or someone else knew, uh, starts I think Marcus Tavarnier just a couple championship guys so what they yeah. did is grab like top championship guys put them on their team so these guys have been playing for you know a couple weeks maybe less and are they gonna be ready to play at Newcastle against a team that you know I think the last time Newcastle was at home they dominated Arsenal so it is not as far as gonna be ready for that I don't think so. Uh, so that yeah. I, I agree with your, your play there. So maybe uh, maybe pick up Dean Henderson in like DFS or season long, um, because I feel like that was a good ad for them. I mean, he was sitting on the Manchester United bench for so long, um, and he's not like Dave De Gea. I mean, let's be real, probably a better goalkeeper, but Dean Henderson not far off. So 
that was a good ad um, and should probably face a fair bit of uh, shots this week. Yeah, probably similar to his days at uh, Sheffield United, uh, I want to say yep. for D. Henderson, where, he, you know, he's, yeah. and that that's what earned him the contract at Manchester United, but just not good enough to oversee uh, David De Gea. So my pick, yeah. Leicester, plus 100. They are home against Brentford. I think just the general, uh, you know, I like Brentford, but the big thing here is, you know, Pinnock injured, uh, Christopher Agier injured. So they got two of their regular starting defenders injured. That's kind of what I'm looking at. You know, they picked up Ben Mee because of those injuries. He may start, but again, he's been with the team for a couple weeks, so I'm not sure it's going to be the same. And then you look in their midfield compared to the second half of last season, no Christian Eriksen. So you got that in there, and Aaron Hickey uh, is going to be a new fullback, wingback for him. But I think the big thing here for Leicester, even though, even though Schmeichel's gone, we'll see how that goes. But for now... Like we, we've seen stuff with Cucurella being kicked out of Brighton training because, you know, he's looking at these other teams. But I think the big thing with Leicester is like they're not they're not selling their guys right now. Uh, they haven't found the correct deal to get rid of Fofana, uh, to get rid of Madison, to get rid of uh, T-Lewins. Those guys are still in the squad. And from what I can see, sure, it's only Thursday. Like those guys are still set to start this match. They're, they're set to stay with with Lester and they're not being kicked out of training yet. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. Um, Lester had defensive problems last season, but if you get Fofana starting, if you get Evans starting, James Justins, Castagni, if they're healthy, I think they're just a better team. You're getting plus odds for them at home. Jamie Vardy is rested. Uh, I don't know. He probably scored one goal every 90 minutes almost last season. I just like them as a better team and they're playing at home. Pretty simple. And as long as those guys don't transfer out in the next two days, I'll take this at plus 100. So there we go. Plus 229 on the team parlay, the team kits and wagers parlay. Nice. Um, we do have a, a comment here from YouTube from Daryl Turner. He says opinions on Aston Villa to add to the parlay. Uh, if you add Aston Villa, they're playing, they're actually away at Bournemouth. So we'll, we'll be facing a promoted side of um, they're plus 105 money line um, in what will hopefully be Steven Gerrard's first full season with Villa. But if you add that to the to the two two picks we've already made, it's plus 574. So you're getting some pretty crazy odds with that. Um, I'm I'm intrigued, but I'm a little weary of Aston Villa going on the road um, for the reasons we mentioned. But I mean, if you if you want to go for it, go for it. But I do think Villa are like a much better side than Bournemouth who have really not added anybody this season and are going to just kind of um, lean on what got them from the championship to the Premier League so far. So I, unless they add like a goal scorer or some more depth, I, I, I think they're going to struggle. But yeah, I mean, go ahead, add, add Aston Villa plus 574. Adam, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, um, if, if you're fine first match of the season, you're, you're fine putting an away team to win. Uh, like, I mean, we can look at what uh, Villa did away from home last season and seven wins, one draw, 11 losses, not great. Minus two goal differential. They only scored 23 goals uh, in 19 matches. You know, obviously, obviously we like Villa more than, than Burnmouth. They're a better team than Burnmouth. I, I think I, I'm going to have a bet on Villa to finish top 10. I'm going to have a bet on Bournemouth to finish bottom of the table that all makes sense, but it is the first match of the season, so that that makes me wary just a little bit. But yeah, I do like Villa again. This is a better team. You're getting plus odds on them to win. As and you Chris pretty much said, double your double your 
par- our parlay here with those odds from 249 yeah. to 574. So, as Chris said, I mean, you just look at the roster and it's like, what, what is, what, what looks good to you? I, I don't know. Does anything actually look good here? Uh, I mean, no, it's a not. bunch of, the, sure, like you got Jay and Anthony, he's a young guy, he's coming up and all this. And these guys have been in the Premier League before, a lot of them, but I mean, that was when they were relegated. So, We'll see if, if Solanke can turn a corner, that kind of a thing. And then I guess we'll also see if Villa can actually turn a corner. Because I feel like Villa should have been better than they were last season. Is a full summer yeah. going to help them? Maybe. Um, it it just depends how risky you want to be with your parlay. There's a reason they're called parlays, because usually they don't work out for you. So if you want to put him in, go ahead. But first week of the season, an away team, I'm probably not going to do – if. I'm probably not going to put them in if I do a part this parlay. Obviously, I'm going to do this parlay. Just kidding. Team parlay. Definitely going to put this <laughs> gotta, one in. But we got to find out if this one works for Daryl. Yeah. All right. Uh, that, that's all we got here. So the team parlay conversation was about 15 minutes longer than I thought it was going to be. So, Chris, you got any more thoughts on game week one of the Premier League season? Uh, one quick thought, Adam, you're up in our season long, slow, slow draft. So make sure after you finish up the spot, go, go add to that team. Uh, but no, I'm just super fired up to uh, be back in, uh, in amongst it. And, uh, you know, got a lot of teams to manage, whether it's DFS season long, or if we're going to look at our bets. So I'll be tracking along and, um, yeah, hopefully the viewers or viewers and listeners, uh, continue to tune in and, you know, we'll be chatting all season. Yeah, again, make sure to like and subscribe to all this good stuff. These are This is going to be in podcast form later today, so you can listen to this podcast. You can watch on YouTube. You can watch on Twitter, pretty much everywhere. Uh, going to be, have a post on the site as well, rotowire.com slash soccer trial, free 10-day trial. You can get all the content. Uh, you can get the sports betting content, all this good stuff, stats, any kind of stat you want. And speaking of DFS, we have a DFS show tomorrow, noon Eastern. Uh, me, Jordan Cooper, and Ryan Belongi talking the DraftKings slate. But that's all we got for the Kits and Wagers crew, Team Parlay, plus 229 odds. And before we go, I have to mention, we're going to be keeping record of all of these bets that are on these graphics this season. So last season, I know, uh, you know, we didn't, I, I stopped keeping track because it got pretty bad. Uh, if, if we remember correctly, the fate of my bet hit, I think, For in a row. <laughs> you were about 50-50, all right? So, yeah, that's good. Good thought. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, at one point, things things did not look great for my best bet. So we're going to get some uh, – I'm, I'm losing the, the word I'm going to say here. But no matter what, we're going to have our records up on this screen. So – uh, you can see how well we do. Uh, if we're going 100%, you can see that. If we're 0%, you can see that as well. But Chris, at C-H-R-O and 8 on Twitter. I'm at Rotozadroic. And we'll see everyone next week. Chris, have a good weekend. Enjoy uh, enjoy the uh, time alone here and watching the <laughs> Premier League. Thanks. You too, Adam. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.